Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Atusa, and my other partner in crime, Hollis, is here as well. And we have a special guest for you guys. I am so, so excited. Michael Hartson Cutter. He is just absolutely amazing. So I will let him speak, but I want to give an introduction to this one. So a few... I think it was a few months ago, maybe a month and a half or so ago, it came to me to um, get a new drum. And uh, I'm pretty connected to my old one, but then I said, okay. And as I started the process, um, I found Michael online through another post actually that somebody else had made. And um, his energy was just absolutely magnificent. I loved the energy from the get-go. And when my beautiful drum arrived, I know I posted pictures for you guys. Hopefully you can see some of the details here. It is not just gorgeous, but the sound is just amazing, is sweet and um, this is my first actually tunable drum as well. I'll let uh, him speak to you guys about that. But just everything about this drum, the energy of it is beautiful. And look at the details of oh my gosh. this and my beater. And I got some incense from him, which I highly recommend because I'm very sensitive to smells. And um, I got a bunch of different ones, and I can tell you they're all amazing. First of all, they come in this beautiful recyclable package. Very important. This one I loved from the beginning. And then the smudge sticks are actually, well, I opened mine, but it was really nicely wrapped. And they all come with a beautiful story that Michael t shares about how he came with the smells and uh, his process and how to use it. So if you guys watch this watching now or are going to watch it later, I suggest I have the um, website on there, but please go check it out. Um, he is an amazing healer, artist, musician. He has uh, drum making circles. Just amazing, amazing, and I'm so happy to have him here. And with that, I'm gonna let him introduce himself and tell us what bullshit he had to say goodbye to in order to start what he's doing now, which I know about that too a little bit. I went on his website, it's amazing. So Michael, welcome. Thank you, and thank you for the beautiful introduction. Um, I love the question. Uh, you know, and it brings me back, you know, it's like um, my dad uh, is kind of famous for uh, two words that he used to say repetitively growing up. Anytime he ever uh, heard something he didn't agree with or somebody uh, said something that, you know, didn't seem quite right, <clears throat> his statement was always, ah, bullshit. <laughs> And, you know, it just, it, it, it was a common saying for him. So, and ironically, uh, my relationship with him was very difficult. And 
you know, that, that really formed the basis, I think, of what propelled me into a deep inquiry of looking at myself and dealing with, you know, that really what I see now is just ancestral trauma. Mm -hmm. And somewhere, somehow, sometime, I decided to really dive into that, you know, and take a lot of that on. Um, so yeah, it took my journey very deep and into a very kind of existential place and, uh, you know, near death experience through illness that was a vision that I had about living life with purpose. And, uh, it was all about healing and music and creativity. And so that's been my path, you know, has been living true to that vision, you know, that I had. And it's been quite a journey, you know, uh, it's working shamans to find healing and spiritual healing journey to take on. And, uh, you know, it led me eventually to working with shamans, which was very impactful because there wasn't a lot of uh, really helpful things that I had been encountering, even in most of the alternative healing worlds. And so, uh, you know, but the first shaman I worked with, she just nailed it. And it was so simple and so profound that it, it something really took a hold with that. And she's a, a Navajo woman named Walking Thunder. And, uh, you know, it really propelled me into a path of self-healing. And I worked with her for some time and did quite a bit of work with her. But a part of my vision was about connecting with a number of shamans. And I really felt called into that. And, you know, I've worked with quite a few different shamans over the years and uh, primarily a man from South Africa who I've worked very close with, John Lockley, and another shaman from, uh, uh, he's, he's spent a great deal of time in Ecuador working with the shamans there. And so these have been two really big influences for me over the years and all the work that I'm doing now with the drums and, and, uh, you know, the incense, it's all really a part of that, you know, um, bringing that, I guess I could say utilizing the gift of creativity, you know, that I carry with me and bringing that into the world, you know, in, in this healing, soulful way. So that's really the core of, of the offerings. It's amazing, actually, um, not so long ago, um, I learned about Hollis and she had this um, book that uh, was a, a multiple author book that she was going to publish. And it, the title was Creativity Is Whatever You Want It To Be. And it attracted me and that's how I got to meet Hollis and uh, my chapter in that book is basically um, some similarities, but uh, I said creativity saved my life, which was um, 
my journey of uh, what you're talking about, ancestral trauma and um, just different traumas in this lifetime just by the location I was in and um, through shamanic healing and other modalities, I got to self-heal and that, those are the tools now that I use for my clients as well. So I, it's just um, amazing. And through that, I got to, I'm meeting more and more people and everybody has similar stories of um, how something profound happens in your life and you just shift and how everybody, again, they, has something to do with creativity, just which opens their heart and they walk this path and become better humans for it and make the world better. So, um, yeah, I'm so happy to have met you and I'm so happy that you're doing what you're doing. Um, and I would love to hear more about your drum making circles and Hollis, did you want to chime in for with anything? Questions, comments? I know you're excited over there. I can see. <laughs> <laughs> Two quick questions. Um, yeah. One is how do you define creativity? And the second is I'm curious if prior to this near-death experience, if you had music and this form of what you perceive as your creative abilities prior to that. Yeah, I know those are both like, <clears throat> both those questions hit home, you know. I, you know, I really define creativity. I mean, it's just life itself. I mean, life is the creative process, you know, the birth of something, you know. Um, and then, there's so many forms of that, you know, it's, it's like you hear and I think people tend to think God and whatnot, you know, in these, in those big ways, but in all these little ways, we're creative beings. We're constantly giving birth to, you know, new desires, new, new ideas and, that is really the creative process and bringing things into the world, you know, to, to have a vision of something and to create that and give life to that and bring it into the world. So that's how I think about, you know, creativity. And uh, what was the other question? Oh, about before. Yeah. Yes, I did. I did. I mean, I went to art school, you know, out of, uh, out of high school and you know, it was an interesting thing because I grew up in Western Colorado, very conservative. Um, and, you know, I had uh, two older brothers and my dad, they were electricians and worked in construction. And I just didn't fit in that world, you know. And uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, I really had no concept of life beyond now it just somehow didn't register but of course there was all the pressure to figure that out you know which is probably a good thing um but it was either art school or auto mechanics and i chose art and i had no idea what that meant 
and I was going into, you know, graphic design, which was, you know, the idea of, of offering a little bit more of a, a financial future. Um, so that was my path. And, you know, it was, I did it and I've been a graphic designer for what, 30 years now. Um, and at this point in my life, you know, it's been, it's, it's always been what's put money on the table, you know, um, at least for the most part. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but a really interesting thing that happened, you know, I, I had been creative and I had, I, I felt some passion for art, but it was always very challenging for me doing this design, you know, because I'm taking other people's ideas and other people's vision or lack of vision and turning that into something, working within all these constraints, you know, which I think is a challenge for a lot of artists in a commercial world. Um, and I'd always struggled with that and it was very laborious and not always fun. And after this vision that I had had, I really started going more into the healing path, you know, and that was what my life was about. I was working with these shamans, I was training and apprenticing and doing all this work. And the design I just saw becoming less and less of a thing. But then it was really interesting because as I thought I was letting that go, uh, I noticed something happening as I was healing trauma. I noticed that I'd have a client on the phone talking about a graphic design job. And I found myself being very present with them and listening very closely, tuning into what they were needing. And I'd have the vision right there on the phone of what the end result should be. And all that effort that it took in, you know, all the struggle that I was having in the past was now gone. And the vision was already there. I just had to put it down. And so there was this really interesting thing that happened with, as I healed the trauma that I was carrying with me, the gift of the creativity just came alive. Wow. The gift of the vision, the gift of, of, you know, that, that I had always struggled with, it was just free. And so now the design is kind of, I still kind of see it as a background thing, but it, I find myself doing a lot of it. And I, I found a great client and it's, I, I work with a lot of people that have disabilities. Um, who have various challenges in life. And so I'm working with them to uh, provide, uh, it's through the state of New Mexico and I'm providing design services for them to become self-employed and, you know, become more empowered. And, and, you know, so it's really come into this alignment with the healing work. And so, yeah, it's been an interesting journey with the creative element of that too, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah not without its challenges, but it's, it's become inspired again. 
so beautiful. I know we're going to, Batusa, we're going to jump in and talk about the, all the other aspects of what you do. I just want to say thank you for sharing all that. And I just think it's so incredible how you just mentioned that when you healed the trauma, that you were basically more free. And yeah. I just think that's such a beautiful point to make and a beautiful thing for people to hear and yeah. recognize because you have to go inside in order to kind of connect and work on the outside. So, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the core of the work that I do, you know, in my healing practice. That's what I become really passionate about. And, you know, we call it life purpose work. And life purpose and trauma are always the same conversation. Mm -hmm. Our our biggest gift and our biggest challenge are always two sides of the same coin. And it's unraveling that and seeing that, you know, and the trauma really becomes a catalytic energy that propels us forward into the gift that we have for the world. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I think, the, uh, I don't know, I, I had this sense and belief that all those things that we came here, all those traumas, they were also given to us as gifts in order to be able to uh, go through that, to heal it, and to sort of get in touch with the gifts again that we already came here with, that we wouldn't have probably been able to use or notice as well. But that, that trauma, this purpose of those traumas, I think, are just gifts as well to get to where we are now and what we're doing now for yeah. The community for the world for ourselves and um yeah it's important work and i'm glad i'm glad you're doing it and i'm glad that your uh gifts are amazing so i really because again it's all about the drum <laughs> she loves her drum. i know if i could take this to bed with me i, I like i talk to it every day now <laughs> Um, so I know you have drum making circles um, and if you could tell us more about that the process because I know also uh, when you were talking to me the whole process of how you come with uh, come up with the drum for each person is also very intuitive um, you know, I know you had conversations with me and then you're like, okay, I'm going to go do my thing now. So if you can tell us about that a little bit, um, you know, that whole process, what you go through and how you came, come up with it. And also the circles, how do, um, how can people find out about it and what that entails as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I'd love to talk about that. It's, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I started out making drums just because I wanted a drum. And I had purchased a drum. Like, I mean, I hear this story a lot from people that come to my circles. You know, they purchase a drum. And, and then at some point, they want something they connect with even on a deeper level. And that was exactly what happened for me. And so I made a drum. And I've always been creative, you know, I've always loved making things and you can see all the, the didgeridoos behind me. And I did that for years. I, I made didgeridoos for years too. And so this is just kind of a theme with me, you know, but um, 
I made that drum and I just got hooked, you know, and I wanted to make more. I just, I couldn't get enough of the process and I wanted to understand that. And so then I started, you know, sharing those drums and, but um, it started out and then it got really difficult. And there just seemed to be all these, these challenges and blocks in the way of that. And it was another step really into, uh, you know, I'm really my own worst critic about hmm. this, you know, but it was this idea of appropriation and all of that of being this, you know, white skinned person doing everything that I do, you know, which is very connected to this indigenous world. And, you know, so I ended up working with this Navajo man that, that I'm very close with and, um, you know, did a lot of work with him and it really took me into working with the land and connecting with the land and the spirits of the land and doing healing around all of that. And then this flow opened up, you know, of, of doing the drums. And then I started asking, and then I had started having people, you know, ask me, it's like, well, can I make my own drum? And then I said, well, yeah, sure. Let's, let's do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And then it just started happening, you know, and, and I didn't really ever plan for it to be a thing, but that's what most people want to do now. And so, you know, and, and I think the thing that I really wanted to do with that is try and wrap all of this connection into, you know, with the land and the ancestral connection. Um, Cause that's what a lot of the healing has been about for me is the healing of the ancestors. And that's mm -hmm. been through this South African lens. It's very powerful and it puts you face to face with the trauma that is there. And so that's always what I, it's the space that I hold in making the drums is to invite people into that world of, of, I don't know if confronting is really the right word, but but uh, into that dynamic and acknowledging that whole path and life purpose is a part of, you know, investing your time and energy and your attention into making this drum. And so my thought with that is that it really just, it, because people are going, doing this creative process. They're bringing this drum to life. They're creating this. And in that process, they, they really form a relationship with that drum. It's all that energy with it. And it just really empowers uh, them going forward and utilizing that as this force of healing and, and inspiration. Um, I know you had one just recently and it was in New York. Do you travel to other places and conduct it? Do you, uh, how can more people uh, find out about it? And like, are there special time of the year that you have them? I think we're having connection problems. 
Yeah. Oh, can you hear me now? Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> You're freezing a little. It's been happening kind of sporadically throughout, but. Michael, can you hear us? I think it's it froze up. <laughs> we'll wait. There we are. Can you hear us? Yeah, we're having connection problems. Um, but I think we're back now. So I missed yeah. your question. So I was asking, I know you just had one uh, drum making circle in New York. Is that something that you travel and provide in other states? Is it mainly in New York and Colorado? Um, when and where do you have well, Yeah, I mean, it's primarily here um, in Colorado. I have a nice space and we do them right here. But it's something that, you know, I'm very open to doing more of. And I was invited there by a group and it was really beautiful. You know, we had a couple of days of making drums and, yeah. and we're planning on doing more of that. You know, I, I don't know, there's some pretty ambitious goals, I think, that they were talking about of doing this quarterly, you know, where I go out there. But we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of people in New York, so maybe they can make that happen. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe here in D.C. too. Maybe I'll make it happen here. I would have loved to make my own drum, but I was like, yeah, <laughs> I won't be able to make it out there. But I, it's just, I don't know. I cannot say enough again about my drums. <laughs> and it's amazing because, I mean, like, I, I honestly didn't know I was going to connect to it like this. Uh, my first one, I think, like I told you, when I got it, uh, it had a sticker in it and it had my birthday in it and um, my birthday month and day, not the year, but the month and the day. And it was just amazing for me. Like how awesome is that? And I connected to it, even though it was not a handmade drum. Um, and this one has just been amazing again. Um, one more thing I wanted to ask you also, uh, actually, Hollis, I, I, I've taken up. Do you have anything you want to add? <laughs> okay. You want to ask him? I just want to point out and just say, I think it's just a beautiful thing that you said also, and that this just kind of happened and you weren't planning it. So it's kind of like not knowing the how and not, it's just these things that kind of flow and what presents and just through the whole process of the healing and all these things it's we have these preconceived ideas of you know well if i sit down and plan this and i do this so it's kind of like i find myself and the more i'm listening to people like you and and it's just it gets more energized is that whole idea of truly being in flow and um you don't always know what's going to resonate with people and i just think it's such a, such a beautiful connection to have people go through this and truly connect and feel empowered and understand things on this different level. I just thank you for all that you do. Really beautiful. Um, my last thing was that um, and I'm, I'm thinking it has something to do with all the healing work that you've done and ancestral healing, but I love the name you've come up for yourself, Heart Song. That's just beautiful. And I think it really matches now that I've gotten these incense and the drum and I've talked to you, it really matches your energy. So can you tell us how that name came to be? 
Yeah, that was actually given to me by um, the Navajo man that I worked with. He was the mm -hmm. first uh, shaman that I really trained with you know, in, a, in a formal way. And I worked with him for several years. And uh, at the end of, of the like apprenticeship that I did with him, there was a naming ceremony. And that was the name that he had given me. And it's actually a, a much longer name. Uh, but in his typical way, it's a cosmic heart song of the Earth Star Nation. Mm. And so I, I abbreviate that to heart song. But yeah, he, he gave that name to me as a, uh, a sort of a symbol. And I think the way I see it is something to really aspire to. Um, because it's it's really to open the heart and to to speak that true voice, you know, whether it be through the songs or you know the medicine or the drums or whatever that expression is for it to really come from the heart. And you know, it's interesting how things align because as I've learned more, you know, from the life purpose work and all of that, it's that's really my work there too, you know? So there's a, a beautiful synergy of all of that, but it's really about the expression of heart and bringing that into the world. Mm, yeah. On that note, that was perfect. Yes, it is the expression of the heart, all yeah. of that. Um, and as we've always say, it, you have to go in. Everybody, if you wanna get that creative, energy out get in touch with your intuition just live a life of purpose you have to start going inside you have to heal the trauma you have to know yourself first before you can bring any of that out into use for other people thank you michael i'm really thank happy you, you yes. came here i again Last one. I love my drum. I didn't get to play it. I was going to play for you guys too. And the incense. I know. And Check please, it out. please, yeah. you guys go to his website. These incense. I'm telling you, I do not like too many incense. And the smell of these, the energy of these, it's beautiful. And each of them, like I said earlier, comes with a little information of how he came up with them, where he got them. Everything is just amazing and a lot of good energy there. Thank you again. And everybody have a really great Thanksgiving. I know it's Thanksgiving week for everybody. So enjoy it. Grateful for all of you. Thank you. Grateful. Thank grateful. you all. Thank you. Thank Bye. You. Bye.